0: you're listening to think it's like think but with an m instead of an n so it's think a podcast for learning an educational-ish podcast i'm your host nicholas rue and with me as always is your also host paul vine
1: hey hello i'm here hi paul you know
0: this is episode 82 Oh captain, my underpants. And this is the first time that we're um delving into the world of uh children's liter- literature for children. Lit for children. What books. what books, what, books what, for babies? Books for babies. What the kids are reading? What what the next generation What,
1: what are kids re- Is that Twitter? Um not but both the thing that kids are reading and also what you're on on your no, phone right now. N- no. On the camera live in front of a studio audience
0: yeah well i gotta promote it so okay if this is for everyone who's you gotta wait for the delay to catch up and then i get myself looking at the camera. oh no i didn't look shit shit no that's when i looked. this is so um, anyway um yeah man don't call me on i'm just trying to promote the podcast what do you do no that's fine that's what, fine
1: what am i doing yeah, i'm, I'm
0: streaming. tell me one thing you do you think do you think my episode? computer
1: does all this I'm I'm putting it in the internet right now. I don't know what your computer does. Yeah, no, I'm have got I'm using my feet to f- manually feed the data into the internet.
0: You got one of those bicycle computers? Yeah, you, you gotta, like that. You got there's, there's a big hole you gotta in the Peloton wall and you just gotta shove,
1: gigabits. You just got to shove the d- data into the wall to the internet.
0: I've never shoved anything into any wall. You should try it at least once. What it? What are your favorite things that you shoved into
1: walls? Um, well, uh, recently I've been playing a lot of Hades, which is a video game. Okay. Um, Does, is it a video can,
0: game with walls?
1: Yeah, there's walls, and you can you can slam enemies into the walls. You can slam. Or, you can slam them. Yeah, you just kind of like hit them, and they go flying backward into the wall. Can you jam them? Uh, you can't jam them. No, no. You know, I only play jam based games. Yeah, Rock Band, uh, Fish Edition, um, Blackberry. Uh, Blackberry the game. Uh, NBA yeah. Jam. NBA um, Jam. Charles Barkley Shut Up in jam, the, and Jam Gaiden. And I guess the original <laughs> Shut Up and Jam.
0: The Animal Collective Strawberry Jam uh, Flash game.
1: What is? What would that even be? <laughs> it's like how
0: would that work? Just look it up on Newgrounds. It's a dating sim.
1: Uh, I I except you I can only date Newgrounds.
0: centaurs and just like
1: flies. Well, I have broken the stream every time. I do it all the time. We're fine. We're back. Um. So children's lit, Nick. Yeah, to get back on topic. How do you feel about the children's literature in general? Like um, what level what grade level of reading would you say? What grade what grade level of reading would I say in general? Yes. <laughs> that I like that I'm capable of. <laughs> uh, no, that children's lit is. Oh, um do you think it's like a 12th grade reading level or like a like a college 101 course reading is, level is that children are reading?
0: Is there such a thing as uh, is is there a 12th grade reading level? Yeah. I feel like once you're in twelfth grade, like you just read; those are just books from that point on. Like, there's no adult person saying, "Like, oh, I read a college level
1: novel today." No, well, so a, um, for example, if you learn uh, Japanese,
0: okay, yeah, we're talking about okay, yeah, if if so, we're talking about Japanese.
1: If you are learning the language of Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to learn uh, the kanji uh, those the, like 2100 commonly used kanji um, and this is also true of English but like those are you, that you would be basically expected to know those 21 2200 kanji going into college and at the same time most of the uh, newspapers yeah, man, public, there's only like 26 public,
0: letters though
1: I don't think that's yeah. a,
0: a fair comparison to English.
1: Well, I mean, what, what reading level is this? The New York Times have, like, a style guide that's just like, we write at a I don't uh, know. blank reading level.
0: Because that sounds crazy. Because, like, you read Shakespeare, which isn't a novel, but the word usage in Shakespeare is, is, is much more complicated than um,
1: your average book. So, according to Quora, the reading level of the New York Times print edition is so an average 16-year-old can read and understand the New York Times. Now, according to FullMedia.com, they say New York Times has a 10th grade reading level, which I guess does match up to 16-year-olds.
0: Yeah, see, that's what I think. I think once you get about high school, it's all the same. Like, it's just, that's books. That's just English. Well, but I'm thinking
1: of specifically of, like, AR, right? Did yeah. you have the accelerated reader thing? Yeah, you have like, that in elementary school. Yeah, but, but you can get a 12th grade reading level out of that. I feel like this is just
0: comparing, like, do you do your times tables every day? No, I don't. Exactly. Do, I, I do not I, I, don't, I don't think they add up. I don't think that, that uh, a reading level is something that is really carried on throughout life past maybe middle school. It's really an exercise.
1: It's a, it's a phrase, though. It's like a colloquialism that people use. It's like, oh, I'm reading at a, a, a fourth grade level, or he's, you know, usually used to refer to children, which is also kind yeah, of the subject of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think which that's is a why I originally asked No the one's question. using
0: that in a fun way. They're like, oh yeah, he, this check out this guy. I, oh, I just spent my weekend reading at a fourth grade level. I wanted to take it easy on myself. Work's been rough. I'm just going to
1: read yeah, some Yeah, that seems like a great fudge. way to... Imagine, like, like, going to a bar, um, which is such a bizarre thing to imagine at this I, point. I, I
0: cannot stop imagining going to a bar, Paul.
1: But imagine going to a bar. Yeah, I'm already there. And you there. see, you see uh, a well-dressed man in the corner. Okay. You know, and he, he looks fancy. He's got, like, a monocle or something and maybe a bowler cap or bowler, bowler hat. Um, yeah, I've seen that uh, guy. I don't three, like him. He hangs out at Arlons all the suit. time. Now, yeah, but so so he's sitting in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this guy seems learned and intelligent. Uh, let me go talk to him. And you ask, and you're like, no, hey, man, complete. what's going that, on? That, that fallacy
0: <laughs> has pushed it too far already. There's a guy in a and, bowler and, uh, cap and a suit in the corner of a bar, and I think, oh, this seems like a great guy that I want to start a conversation with. Yeah, yeah let's know, talk uh, about Bitcoin. Hypothetically. I would love to talk <laughs> to that fucking guy about
1: Bitcoin. He's going to talk to you about how Forbes uh, recommends the best $10,000 watches to buy your boss. I hope he's got like gift.
0: 18 books sitting in front of him that he's never even <laughs> opened. He's never Well, no, that's
1: the thing. Time. He does have 18 books in front of him, and it's the Boxcar Children's Okay, uh, You series. know what?
0: I assume that that guy, like, either his his mother just died his mother father just died and they care deeply about the boxcar children he's just come from the funeral and he was left in the will his parents collection of boxcar children novels and he thinks now's the time either that or he is the heir to the boxcar author that's, children's you're author's that's Mr. fortune Mr. Boxcar himself <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the the son of Boxcar that's the uh, only scenario I can imagine that's what there.
1: the that Jawbreaker song is about what jawbreaker song? The boxcar got a friend. Name is boxcar. You okay. know, you know that song? Th- that's that's yeah. about the heir to the boxcar children fortune. Yeah, that's what. Yes, that's that's where I'm getting. Okay.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't let you finish your scenario. So I go talk to this guy in a bowler hat with twelve. Yeah, boxcar yeah and you're like and guy, this guy.
1: This guy. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the books. And you're like, this person seems intelligent. You strike up a conversation, and you're like oh, you know, what do you do? Do you live around here? And, you know, you're having a back and forth. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just mostly, you know, I stay at home on the weekends and read at a fourth grade level. Yeah. Something's yeah. up with that guy. You, you think, uh, what's the thing in Men in Black? Yeah, that's shoots, the thing
0: of, oh, what do you do? Oh, I stay home on weekends, and then I try and put the uh, circle shapes through the hole that's the circle shape and the triangle shape through the triangle shape. That's the thing for yeah. babies. You don't do that casually anymore. It's called perfection,
1: and it's a lot of fun. That's called perfection. You p- yeah, you put the pieces into the slot, Nick. You make the right selection. That's called perfection. Yeah, That's you don't remember. You don't remember those '90s commercials for for, for nostalgic. Teams I've never. At this I've point?
0: never seen a commercial.
1: You've never seen a single commercial.
0: Mm-mm, I was born with TiVo, and I'll die with TiVo. All
1: right. Well. Uh, this sounds like a man who doesn't have a zoo books collection or highlights for kids i don't know
0: i have no idea what you're talking about
1: how have you never been to a doctor who looks
0: at eyes (laughs) that's another thing i don't do i don't it's part of my religion uh but but that muzzy though what muzzy
1: i don't what is that
0: it's a collection of VHS tapes, or at least it was in the 90s, of uh, like a furry monster, and you could learn German, French, Spanish, uh, okay. other assorted languages. Um, with Muzzy, the help Star. Of Muzzy is that
1: a thing? Where he translates <laughs> uh, f- Fade into You into. No, no but I'd like bunch to see of that. If languages? you're
0: listening slash watching right now and you know how to do that, you should do that for us. Well, so. Our first reading, topic. our first reading was Captain Underpants, Captain Underpants, the adventures, the adventures of Captain Underpants.
1: Uh, d- yes. Well, that's right? the first book. Yes. And then the, and then afterwards you get, there's a, there's a numerous, what I, what I have is seven books and then like three spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Dog Dogman. Well, let's, let's,
0: let's take a step back.
1: Okay. Do you have
0: any personal connection to Captain Underpants? I wear
1: underpants. Does that count? I mean, did you read Captain Underpants when you were a kid? Yes, I believe so. I believe I read up to... (sighs) Mm. Actually, I don't know if I read them in order, but I probably read four or five of them. Okay. I,
0: um, I don't remember how I found out about Captain Underpants, but um, it it was a big thing for me in elementary school. I, I remember... It changed your life. I it, it, I, I demanded that um, our school started carrying Captain Underpants because it was something I had found. I think this had to be at the point where only one or maybe two of them were out because this was definitely like early elementary school, um, but I got a copy of it and I'd bring it to school and I'd be like hey I'd like try and get other people hooked on Captain Underpants So that the school felt obligated like a to Like start." Yeah I was just like hey You heard about this new This new wacky adventure man It's great It's metatextual They have a story that's going in a real world And then a story that reflects that That's set in a fictionalized world within this I'm a child and I don't even understand the layers That this is operating on all I know is they got angry toilets with teeth.
1: Um, Do you think you learned about it through like a scholastic book fair?
0: It's likely. I know when I was a kid, I would always like want to get way too many things at the scholastic book fair and um, never read most of them. But there was just so many covers that looked appealing. You know, a big thing about me is that I am just taken by a cover. I I don't even need to crack open the cover to know if I'm enjoying something or not.
1: Uh do they still have Scholastic Book Fairs? I don't know. We got a If we it's, got any
0: if we got any children watching a, this right now.
1: Uh it is a company. Uh, Scholastic's never going away, baby. Uh, Scholastic up? Book Fairs is also apparently a school supply store in Butler County, Ohio. Well, they got like a permanent one? I thought they had to travel. I thought they were on the run. Um, this is wild. This is actually like a... It's like a, the warehouse where all the books are kept. Nick.
0: Yeah, you can find... You can find a fair. Alright, they're not happening right now, which isn't super surprising.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine they were like, hmm... You know what would be good? Uh Let's send all those kids to buy
0: some books. Let's give those kids some books. And some bugs. the COVID
1: bugs. Um... Yeah, I I mean I probably read them. I do not I don't have like a personal connection in that way. Like I definitely I did not try to wear underpants. I mean there's that, but that's that was more of a joke. Are, aren't you a captain?
0: What's the um, uh what does it say on your epaulette? What's uh, your I'm insignia <laughs> You're
1: what? I'm, I'm master I'm master. Okay. And you're commander. um good what yeah that's a thing i good. don't know good. i don't even know if there's a real ranks commander is i think i think that master, master doesn't sound like a master doesn't seem like a rank uh, in the navy no it's a degree that's true you could get your master can you be in, a bachelor in the navy mm, i think most historically speaking <laughs> i think most most people in the navy are bachelors i think there's some some stereotype
0: about bachelors in the navy I don't uh, want to get more specific than that, but
1: you've seen all Yeah, old it's movies. not good. Um, so you've you've listened to the village people. Um, so Captain Underpants, did you do the reading? Um, I did enough of the reading. Okay, so you're you're operating off of knowledge from fifteen. 15- the distant 20.
0: past um readings i i did exactly as much work as i ever did in college okay i read it in the past i read some refresher notes and i watched the movie
1: you read the cliff notes for captain underpants i read you, the you full got plot a, summary all right you got you got you got a an account on uh what what was that what is it? cliff cliff notes the website spark notes. a website spark notes spark notes spark notes um you don't have uh, so I read account. Oh, alright. Well one of them you had to pay for, I think. Um, but because the notes are good. Um I don't remember, I didn't use it. Uh, so I read the first book, The Adventures of Captain Underpants, which mm-hmm. is kind of the origin story. Um And then I read it The Attack of the Talking Toilets. So the first two. Yes. And then I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2017, which is an adaptation of the fourth book. Is it the fourth
0: book? I feel like it's kind of an amalgam of all the books. Um, it's mostly the fourth book. Because the fourth book is the one with, uh, Pee Pee. They change his name in this. But P- Professor Poopy Pants.
1: He's Professor Poopy Pants in the book.
0: Yeah, but his name, they change it, though. Because he's
1: it, Professor Pee Pee Poopy Pants,
0: isn't it? No, it's, um,. His name and Pippy. N- his name is Pippy P Poopy Pants. But it, yes, it's Professor Pippy P Poopy Pants. And then in the uh, movie, they changed it to his name's Diorestein. That's that's one part of his name.
1: Oh uh, yes, but his uh, his name is still Pippi Pee Poopy Pants or something, right?
0: And, yeah, oh, I, I mean, I mis- he's still right. he's
1: still Professor Poopy Pants. Okay. They just give
0: him a longer uh, name that includes diarrhea Steen. Good.
1: Um, I, yeah, it's mostly the fourth book, and with a little bit of book two. Yeah. Um. Really, the the ending is book two. True. Yes. Because that's Cause where we get the...
0: the talking toilets.
1: Yeah, because they have the turbo toilet.
0: Uh-huh. Which is in. Where's the Turbo th- Toilet from?
1: I th- is that not in the a uh, Poopy Pants? What is this? No, I don't think he they I swear they combine all of
0: them cuz it has a lot of the first one, right? Um, I mean, it has It has it, the origin. Like
1: the f- yeah, it has the the origin and that's about it.
0: it. Well, what is the first book? It's mostly just um It's it's the Origin and it's Dr. Diaper. Oh, Dr. Diaper, right? Which Doctor yes. Diaper is I think teased in the uh, cartoon or the like comic book that they draw portion of it, the, but we don't actually yes. get
1: into a real world Doctor Diaper. Um, and then I'm 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 doing a quick so that they do. There is definitely a change here. Which is that oh, I do remember the name Changer Chart 2000. That's a thing I do remember. Um, okay, so the, the plot synopsis of the first book is literally just hey, our principal sucks, let's hypnotize him. Mm. And turn him into an underwear themed superhero. Yes. The
0: premise and of it. it. Well, because yeah. there, cause, Just to get into the plot real quick, we have George and Harold Yes. George R. Beard, Harold M. Hutchins, who are two little boys who like uh, who like laughs, pranks, and comic books. They create their own comic books about um, Captain Underpants. But then they have a, a, a mean principal who hates fun and jokes and goofs and comic books. And they use a hypno ring, and then
1: they turn him into Captain Underpants. Yes, and it's a lot simpler in the comic. Mm-hmm. The movie gives us some additional um, characterizations and like because in in the, the the initial comic book, this principal has installed like secret spy cams all over the campus of the elementary school mm-hmm. so that he can capture footage of George and Harold. Um, And then he blackmails them into, like, washing his car and mowing his lawn and doing just a bunch of chores around his house. That's right. Which, in the movie, they change, and he's just trying to find evidence that they are the ones doing all these pranks so that he can have reason to separate them, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird because, like, I I feel like if you're the principal, you could probably just go ahead and be like, ah, you know what? We're just going to put these kids in separate classes. No explanation needed.
0: You'd think. You'd think since he does pretty much whatever he wants otherwise that he'd be able to do this one thing. But maybe there's paperwork involved in the one thing he hates. I mean, there is paperwork. Maybe he hates doing paperwork without a good reason. Um,
1: so in the movie, they they hypnotize him, um, kind of as a joke initially to be like, hey, you're not gonna separate us and then it works. Mm -hmm. They're like, cool, well, this is a way to get him to not do that. Um, And then you get a little bit into his home. So you get um, like a classic, like Clueless or um, I think Clueless is probably the biggest one um, of a like tying it off as, well, you know, our principal is kind of a shithead and real mean, but it's really because he's lonely Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have a girlfriend. Um, So you get a little bit of that in the movie as well yeah at first
0: they're like this place is nice and then when they realize there's only one chair everywhere they get sad
1: yeah and his one is uh his uh fridge is just ketchup that's right his which is like the is just c- ketchup i mean there's a fridge a fridge isn't like a whole big thing of ketchup there's just the, it's empty except for ketchup it's a full size fridge with one bottle of ketchup um so he's he's on the smiley diet diet wow you don't remember oh no, it. yeah, I know I know what you're talking about
0: what, what, okay. what, what, well, Let's keep that you as a that. deep cut and not explain that He wasn't an eating it out of a frisbee Also, he had giant bags of popcorn It wasn't just ketchup, it was ketchup and popcorn
1: The popcorn is fine that, that's, normal. that's normal He got The that from popcorn
0: the was fine until I went to walk outside Early <laughs> afternoon And then there were a thousand <laughs> birds in the backyard That were suddenly mad Someone disturbed them from their popcorn eating buffet
1: um to be fair, like uh if if like a giant walked into a golden corral, I imagine <laughs> all the humans there at their buffet would be very upset too.
0: Yeah, but what the thing I guess I'm saying is it feels very strange when you're just stepping out into your backyard to mimic the uh social structure of a giant walking into a golden corral.
1: Yeah, I I mean that's I think a normal thing to think about all the time. How would you feel um, if would, how would you feel if your backyard was a golden corral? Mm, probably sicker. <laughs> Just because I imagine I would probably eat at the Golden Corral more often. Yeah, there's not a lot for you there. No, it, it's basically cheese sticks and it's like Brussels sprouts.
0: Beans. Yeah and um you can uh not fondue the chocolate can, fountain yeah you can you can cover anything in chocolate
1: man basically the the dessert table
0: i would like to go back and just get like a like a fried chicken leg and just see if they'd let me put that in the chocolate Put fountain. that in.
1: i feel like they won't i feel like the because fr- like the chocolate gets recycled so if you put a fried chicken leg into the chocolate fountain well and I can't even
0: imagine what, what the rules are gonna be like post COVID
1: at Golden uh, Crown Yeah, a buffet. God. Um. Uh, I think they're gone. I think like buffets like that are gonna be dead. Um. It was. I'm surprised they lasted time. this long. Um. So Book One. He blackmails them. Mm-hmm. To do all this stuff, they don't. How do they get the hypno ring? Don't they stumble upon it by accident? Or there's it's a little bit more complicated in the first off the the pranks that they pull are pretty good. In yeah, great like the changing the signs to say goofy things like "Come see our hairy armpits." uh, Putting a bunch of hilarious. Sneezing powder in the cheerleaders' pom poms. Um, big fan of putting bubble bath in the marching band's instruments. Not Ooh. sure how that works exactly. Um, uh, but I guess f- spit and bubble bath, maybe. Maybe, but so my favorite is definitely the uh, football filled with helium.
0: That's great. That's uh, kind of the opposite of Deflate Gate. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, what. Huh? Isn't that kind of the opposite of Deflate Gate?
1: Um, yes. Though I think actually Deflate Gate may have also. I feel like that was a thing tied into it, or something that happened around the same time. Was like speculation that the ball was not filled with pure air. Okay. Or something. So, I don't remember. So very similar.
0: Um. Wow! It just does that, huh? Wow. So, um, yeah, in, in the movie The Ring, this is where they get you In the movie, the ring comes from a box of cereal Yes Forged in China They go into a whole thing that felt
1: weird. The, Yeah, they're, do, they're doing like a They do like a Lord of the Rings One ring to roll them all Yeah,
0: just a little Just a little, uh, problematic Um Lord of the Rings in China Thing, um, uh, but in the book He orders it from a catalog I think it's one of those um, the back of a magazine catalogs with like the magic Yes, which they
1: definitely probably changed because uh, I imagine your average kid now does not know about ads at the back of a comic book that you would order a hypno ring from. Yeah, I don't think those exist anymore.
0: You ever think about how it's crazy that in the 90s like, Illustrator was just a career path? Oh, yeah. Like, so, I mean, so many movies and things were just about illustr The mask was about an illustrator. And it seemed like it was fairly livable to make, like, a, it was possible to make a livable wage as an illustrator.
1: Well, in some ways, it feels like the thing, the obsession with, um, in your young adult, uh, group of friends sitcoms where, like, there were a couple sitcoms where people just had like uh how i met your mother he was an architect
0: yeah
1: um or i one of the one of the friends in friends has a kind of a goofy job that you're like no you don't you <laughs> you do not have that but job but i anymore.
0: know i know a lot of architects how we many architects
1: do you know at least five cuz i know one i know i know at least one Jorn five. Utsen architect of the Sydney Opera House. I'm pretty sure we both used to live with a working architect. Uh te- technically technically yes.
0: Yes, exactly. All right. We know people that are architects. I don't know a goddamn single person that makes a living off being an illustrator.
1: I mean, there's people there's people who do like comics and stuff still. That you know? Personally, no. That I physically know, no. You physically know, <laughs> not yes. No, absolutely not. Exactly. There's a bunch of people that I follow on Twitter, which is kind of like knowing somebody electronically. No, it's not. not. really, but <laughs> I, I think it does. I think you you, you can, think it's following someone
0: on Twitter is the same as knowing
1: them. Yeah, just the same way that like following somebody no. on the street is the same thing as knowing them. Okay,
0: would you say? Um... I, okay, w- I get okay, what I would that point, what maybe. I would
1: say is that we. Uh, I would say you know of them. I would say that we live in a world in which our relationships are becoming increasingly parasocial, um, especially through mediums such as podcasts um, and uh, like YouTubing, where uh, fans of a thing are getting better and better at knowing or feeling like they know the internal lives of...
0: Okay, maybe feeling like they know, but like, okay, I've seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie like 20 times now. I would never say, oh yeah, I know a
1: hedgehog. I, I, I know a hedgehog. I know one hedgehog. I used to see him at Christmas and New Year's. Because a friend of my dad's, they had a hedgehog. And did I don't you, remember what the hedgehog was. Okay, maybe was. you
0: knew that hedgehog.
1: That's the only hedgehog I've ever known.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel like there's not a, a, a necessarily a culture of like a, alt illustrators like there seems to have been in the '90s that actually had success with that.
1: Yeah, it's all mm-hmm. Rob Leefield now.
0: Now you would just make... Uh, I, think, I, think the, I think the edgy cartoonists of the 90s have been replaced by the edgy meme makers of the 2020s.
1: It's easier to make a meme than it is to sketch a comic book.
0: Well, and that and I don't think people really like... Because most of the like, comics that I know, I know from a little further back, uh, or basically kind of play in the space that memes do. But, like... Um, but the uh, one pixelated boat, one giant hand, or whatever—that yeah. guy—that's—I uh, would say that's—he's like—they're an illustrator, but definitely kind of in the realm of memes
1: rather. Well, than, there's like the nib. Yeah, the the, nib, the nib is nib? like the nib is like a comics site or a site that hosts a lot of comics. They just got ignats, I think. Are we're part of a collection that got ignats. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't know what words you're saying right now. The nib, okay, is com, like, a, like a website. Mm-hmm. If you go to like thenib dot com, yes, you can see. Comics you said by they people. got an
0: Ugnats, which I think is a Star Wars character.
1: <laughs> no, Ignatz, which is an award. Is that it's another like a, Star Wars it's, character? It's the. It's like the Pulitzer of comics.
0: Okay, I was thinking Ugnat, which is um, featured oh, okay. in The Mandalorian.
1: So they got an Ugnat. Yeah, they A- got an umlaut. Um, they have to put the two dots above their heads now. Nice. See so hey, Captain wait, Underpants. Point, <laughs> point is, um, that you're right. The n- nobody does comics anymore. No one does comics anymore. Everybody moves to to L.A. and lives in one big house filled with other (laughs) TikTok stars. Yeah, can you imagine Dav Pilkey moving into Hype House? Oh, Mike. Imagine, like, a Big Brother or a a TikTok house scenario that has, like, Dav Pilkey, Scott Adams, (laughs) uh, Jim Davis. I feel like
0: they're mortal enemies, man. I feel like Dav Pilkey and Scott Adams are just
1: Uh, throwing down. Watterson. The guy who did but Calvin and Hobbes. Is he alive? I don't think he's alive. Yeah, I think but... yeah he is. He's just retired. Okay, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Uh, uh Gary Larson.
0: You're right. He's still alive. Gary uh, Larson is that the Far Side guy? That's the Far
1: Side guy. Anyway, point is, is uh, Dave Pilkey's works are. I mean, those are, the the drawings are like fine, you know like it is it is drawn as if kids are are drawing them. Mhm. And that's just his illustration style. But he also does a pretty good job of whenever they do the internal comic books of like capturing the the style of like, you know, third graders.
0: Well, sorry, real quick. Do you know what Dave Pilkey did? Uh, it's Dave, we could just say Dave. I'm pretty sure it's Dave. What he did before uh, Captain Underpants? Engineer. No, he, he made a series of comics uh, that I believe became a TV show called Dumb Bunnies. Oh, he did. He did Toonstruck. The Dumb Bunnies. <laughs> yeah, he did the Dumb Bunnies oh, no, under the pseudonym Sue
1: Denim. Oh wait, I oh I know the Dumb Bunnies. It looks like a Good Night Moon. Yeah, it's like a Good Night Moon parody. Yes, it feels like a good night moon Okay, I didn't realize that was him That makes sense
0: Yeah, they turned it into a show on HBO in 1998 And 98? And Cartoon Network Yeah, it seems like it may have not aired in uh, the US though Just in Canada, China, and Australia
1: I feel like that was a common thing Is is Canada getting all the good stuff And not sharing it with the US
0: Well, what's Alberta gonna do?
1: They're going to join the U.S., right? Uh, yeah, the western, uh, Wexit. (laughs) exit West Canada Exit? I forget what it was called. Um, point is, is that, you know, the, 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 these comics, novels? Books. I think you're pretty safe saying books. Um, are about the dangers of conformity.
0: Okay, we're going to t- discuss the themes of the Captain Underpants.
1: Well, I think it's important, because I want to talk about the movie. Because I thought the movie was actually pretty good. I don't know if mm-hmm. you actually watched it. The movie? Yeah. Yeah, I really like the movie. Yeah, I thought it did a pretty good job of adapting the adap- adapting the series and, and keeping the themes while adding in something else. It did do the thing that every children's movie that has been released in the last 10 years has done, which mm-hmm. is to have a pop song that sounds like just the worst radio pop. But the end theme was sung by Weird Al.
0: Yeah, it had that was like I didn't know that. And the fact that I didn't know that and so much like just Nick in elementary school energy was just like hit its peak hearing Weird well, Owl sing about Captain Underpants.
1: The thing that we're really worked there is that there is in either book one or two one of the pranks that they did is to play Weird Owl on repeat for like six hours. That checks over out. Over like the, the intercom or something. I, for, I forget exactly. Um, they pulled a salt and pepper yeah. diner. Uh, See
0: the problem about googling Captain Underpants Weird Al is that it's going to be mostly um, the theme song now. Yes,
1: yeah, so they rigged all the intercoms so that they played Weird Al Yankovic's uh, Weird Al Yankovic songs full blast for six hours straight. Nice. Um, this is all in the list of. Um, it's right after he has pulls the tape of them doing all the bad stuff. So he says. Uh, I've had my eyes on you First you just put Dissected frogs In the jello salad At the parent teacher banquet Then you made it snow In the cafeteria Then you rigged the intercom So they played Weird Al So it felt like Pretty Like that felt like A coming home Moment Mm -hmm. For them to get Weird Al To do um, And that's exactly What this is Right Like Dave Pilkey Is absolutely The kind of guy Who Like he In all honesty Was probably At that same Weird Al show That I went to (laughs) Last year
0: yeah, he's an Ohio guy, ago. right?
1: Yeah, he lives. Uh, well, I don't know for certain, Are but based a off doc, the location, Dave I'm just saying based off the locations in the 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 books themselves, he probably lives somewhere in the Dayton area. It
0: says he was born in Cleveland. Okay, uh, and he now lives in Bainbridge Island, Washington. So,
1: oh, okay. So he moved, He's moved
0: on. He's he's moved to <laughs> finer waters. He's moved on from Ohio. He did go to Kent State University, though. Uh, one thing that I think I didn't realize, because I I probably stopped reading Captain Underpants as a series at some point in elementary school. Like I said, I remember getting everyone into it. I remember going to the library. We where we um they had like a workshop of creating your own comic, and I like created my own. Captain Underpants comic complete with Flipperama. Flipparama uh, okay. being the um the like Deus Ex Machina mechanic of just um moving a page back and forth real quick to do kind of a flip book style um fight scene. It,
1: yeah, basic flip book uh two frame animation. Um very effective. I'm glad that they kept that around for Great. the Great the movie. One of the best parts. Um but so
0: the series, as I understand it, they um, came out... The first one, uh, 97. The second and third were in 99. Um, four was in 2000. Uh, five was in 2001. And then six was also in 2001. Followed by the all-new Captain Underpants Extra crunchy Book oh Fun 2 in 2010. Which I think was just kind of a supplementary this, book. Yeah, it sounds like a riddles book or some shit. I think... I think that's about the time I stopped reading them. Uh, In 2003, there were two more, part one and two, The Big Bad Battle of the Bionic Booger Boy. Um, I I
1: remember the title of that, but I never
0: read it. I don't think I ever read it, yeah. And then um, there was none for three years, and they came out in 2006 with uh, Captain Underpants, The Preposterous Plight of the Purple Potty People, which I definitely never read. And then there was a six-year hiatus, until 2012, where um, they released four books that apparently all occur like back-to-back, and they're structured like anime episodes where they end on cliffhangers, and then the next book just picks up immediately after. Um, okay. So that's uh, The Terrifying Return of Tippy Tinkle Trousers, The Revolting Revenge of the Radioactive Robo Boxers, The Tyrannical Retaliation of the Turbo Toilet 2000, and The Sensational Saga of Sir Stinks-A-Lot. Now, from what I understand of these books, which I have not read, um, they they heavily feature time travel as a mechanic. What? Yeah, and um, they travel. So, I think what it is is they try and they travel into the future, like which is the present, because canonically Harold and George are born in like the late eighties. So the boy versions of them travel to the present because I think Dave Pilkey was trying to find a way to like keep them modern but keep those characters. So, okay. they, they, so they could have like so the the boys could do pranks on TikTok without it being like canonically jarring. Um.
1: But they. But meet. you're saying they're kind of having like a, like a Bill and Ted. Yeah. Style adventure.
0: And but then they um, meet the future versions of themselves, and okay, definitely Bill and Ted. Yes, and um, w- one of the fun facts that I read is um, that Harold is revealed to be gay, which makes okay. which makes Harold the first openly gay DreamWorks
1: character. Hmm. Hmm technically. Okay, so when Sarah and I sat down to watch this movie, we definitely walked away from the movie mm-hmm. with the subtext that I'm like, "Oh, these these boys are going to like grow up and get married because they're in love." Um, as much as you could be in love as a third grader. However, yes. However,
0: most people to don't me, stay with their third grade loves,
1: unfortunately. To, 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 to me, that just is like the people who are speculating that Taylor Swift is secretly a lesbian in a relationship with Carly Claus. Okay, interesting. Um,
0: Which is it, like a, a they kind of just look a lot alike, right?
1: Yeah, and they're friends, but okay. that's the thing, right? Like, like it, it is like. It, 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 in some ways that feels like now granted in the comic book they've established that and that's you know that's canon now or whatever I guess I'm it's a, it's a very bizarre thing to see the head canon that gets established especially like I'm thinking, I'm thinking specifically about Harry Potter because JK Rowling is speaking of children's lit uh JK Rowling uh, is back in the back in the news oh yeah because
0: uh just releasing a brazenly transphobic novel right
1: yeah just a just a a a book that is about like a psycho killer man who dresses up as women and muslims to do crime wow uh, or something like that I, i believe there's a there's a part where they don a hijab or they they whatever um point is like that sucks um uh, no, this. But, the, like, but she's like the go-to person for, like, retconning somebody
0: yeah. after the fact. But this isn't retcon. There is a retcon theres like, legitimately, a page in one of the later books where they show um, his husband, old Harold, his husband, and their twins, Owen and Key, plop down in the giant beanbag chair.
1: Yeah. So, um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that's. I'm cool with that. Like, I think that's great, and I think that should happen more. Because otherwise you do get these weird headcanon things where either somebody tries to retcon their own characters after the fact to be like, oh, yeah, I totally meant this. Um, Or you get the fan base um, for things that are immensely popular, struggling to find um, like especially a fan base that is increasingly young increasingly diverse struggling to find representation in the stuff that is already been deemed to be big and popular by the machinations of the worlds in which we live in Mm -hmm. so something like Harry Potter gets huge and so people do want to be like well I do like Harry Potter because it's big and all my friends like and I I enjoy reading it um, but there's nobody like me in it so we're going to headcanon actually Hermione is black Mm -hmm. Um, or stuff like that or it, that's where it, it feels like here's a way that I can make this like in, insert diversity that's not there because uh things that are written by actual uh like marginalized authors or that contain marginalized uh groups in them yeah are not the kinds of things that tend to take off and get multi-million dollar movie deals.
0: But George is black. George is black. So. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm saying in general. I'm just saying okay. this is an aside. This is this, established this is like
0: a, page one, buddy.
1: <laughs> no, this is a different, this is not a critique of Dave Filkey's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this this is, is just an aside about. How Harry Potter anyway, is I'm bad. Go, yes. I'm, like I said, not knowing that, when when did those books come out? Twenty twelve. Yeah,
0: I guess okay. I don't know. Twenty twelve to twenty fifteen.
1: Point is, point is, this, that that was probably established in canon before this movie came out, which is maybe why this movie had the subtext there, but it was not uh, it was too cowardly to make it text. Um, um, I but think also, also
0: they're just kids and they don't want to deal with like
1: third graders um, kissing. Yeah, third graders kiss all the time. Here's the that's the thing that is not in this movie. Man. Not in this movie. No, it's a movie about but friendship. In, I don't know. This do one th- could be gay. What could be
0: straight? They could still be friends without needing to get into a sexual subtext of that. Oh
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. Yes. <laughs> he, he could have. He could have another uh, another kid that he talks to at the school. Yeah. They don't have any other friends. It's no, literally it's, just it's, them. It's, they're, about, they're
0: like, it's about friendship. It's like that episode of Community where. Troy and Abed both like the same girl, and then she's mean to Abed. And then Troy's like, no, never mind. I don't like you because you were mean to Abed. Because it's a story about friendship. Yeah. Yeah. The only romantic subplot we get is... um, uh,
1: The lunch lady. Yeah, the lunch lady, which was nice. That's not in the books. No, she's not. Or maybe the design of the character might be in somewhere, yeah. but... But the, oh, yeah. in the books, he's um, like dating or engaged
0: with uh, one of the teachers who then breaks it off w- before they get married because she doesn't like his nose, even though they're both drawn with the same nose.
1: Yeah, it's class. It's a classic subtle go- goof. Classic little goof. Um, so the movie does, like I said, the movie does take the, the fourth book I mean the the first part is a loose adaptation of the first book. Mm-hmm. The origin story. Uh and then after that you get very solidly into the fourth book with a like a touch of book two. With the arrival the, of Professor Poopy Pants. Yes, Professor Poopy Pants and the Turbo Toilet. Um which becomes a giant murder toilet that gets drunk on new I don't remember if this is in the book or not, where it gets kind of like all all messed up on that nuclear goo.
0: It's not cr- because the toilet's from the second book.
1: Right. Which Professor is. Professor
0: Poopy Pants has a giant kind of um like he has a big robot, but it's not a toilet robot. They well, merged his big robot with the toilet
1: robot. The what he has is he has so Melvin, the little shit who is a major character in the the movie, um, is a snitch and tattletale. He makes the turbo toilet that I assume it's supposed to be like the toilet from Scrubs that, that diagnoses your diseases from your, your poos and mm-hmm. also gives you... It's like the toilet you have in your wipe. bathroom. Yeah, it's like that, but... um, They make it bad. They break it. And then Professor Poopy Pants makes it really big with his shrink gun that gets reversed. Which also in the books, is not. Gun.
0: it's called like a shrink-a-manic in this, but in the books, it's called a shrinky pig and a goosey grow. Goosey grow, great. Um, what? The turbo toilet is from the second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, because they draw in the second book, they draw the toilet, and then they use Melvin's made uh, a scanner that turns things real, which is um, I loved as a kid because I I love I still love that level of just like no this is this is the reality of the world and this is gonna happen. Of all the right, ways and, for there to be evil toilets, why not this way?
1: Right. Well, and it also leads to a good thing of like, well, here's how the um, here's how Captain Underpants gets his powers. And that's Just another cause thing because in the book
0: he doesn't have powers for the first two books, and in this for like first half of the movie he doesn't have powers, and then it's in the third book when the aliens come because they fire the lunch ladies, and then they then he hires corrupt hires the aliens as lunch right. ladies. And then they have this like alien food that gives people like powers. And that's when Captain Underpants eats it and he can like fly and stuff.
1: Yeah. And in, in this he's just gets he gets uh He also gets in that goo, doesn't he? He gets dumped yeah. in the toilet.
0: Well no, there's goo yeah, there's goo in the toilet and then he gets like eaten by the toilet. Yeah. And then he drinks the goo and then he could fly. Yeah, he gets bitten by a radioactive
1: toilet, essentially. Basically. Um, I don't know. I I enjoyed that for a, a book series that revolves around very dumb, stupid pranks mm-hmm. um, and like very childish humor that the adaptation into the movie revolves around this one kid who just doesn't have a sense of humor or doesn't understand why things are funny and the t-shirt uh professor poopy pants basically trying to like utilize that to to basically kill the laughter gland inside of children's heads because mm-hmm. he's mad about his name being made fun of which is a very different take than in the book in which his solution is to uh make the kids undergo their own goofy name changes because he's from Which
0: new I, New Switzerland, and it's a cultural tradition to have a silly sounding
1: name yes um so they got rid of the like xenophobia there if you want to call it that i mean new Switzerland's not real mm, it's not but, But like the the like oh it's a here's a culture you have a goofy sounding name or whatever, um, and just turned it into well this kid doesn't think it's funny when you make a fart fart sound or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he's like I hate the laughter of children which is
0: I agree infinitely valid xenophobia completely valid. I did like the little reveal when he scans George and Harold's brain, and he's like, "It looks normal." And then they turn it to the side, and it turns out it's all hee hee it's ha ha guffaw. Yeah, the thing
1: that that makes them think everything's so funny. Uh, I I do also love the flashback to when they first met, as the teacher saying uh, Uranus, mm-hmm. and then that's like the. I think that was pretty good, like a setup and payoff.
0: It was a very. It was. A very good um, translation more- of the uh, Captain Underpants lore. At least the first half of it. Because it does cover, like you said, the first four books, basically. And so there is room for more, but um, do you know... It- I, w- I was wondering why they never made a movie, but they made a TV series
1: instead. Is that recent? I know there was something that came out this year that was like a Netflix... Bandersnatch style, choose your own adventure with Captain Underpants.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see how long has it been going on. Okay, yeah. In um, 2018, so what, a year after the movie came out, Netflix started airing The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants. Okay. Um, which is second season, 2019, third season, 2019. Uh, Halloween special entitled The Spooky Tale of Captain Underpants, Hackoween, Which I think... Oh, an interactive... That came out last October. An interactive special called Captain Underpants Epic Choice-O-Rama came out this February 11th. And then uh, a six-episode miniseries, The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants in Space, was released in July. So, So it's it's still happening.
1: It's very odd that it's having its moment now. Because it is like a 20-year-old series. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've got to wonder, like, what what happened that some now people are like, how, yeah, let's, let's make like 50 Captain Underpants adaptations. And I got to imagine it's like people like you or, or me who like remembered reading that in elementary school and now are in like a position where they're like, oh yeah, I can, I can get the funding for this. Let's make this a reality. Um, well, it sounds like
0: initially, um, Dave Pilkey didn't want to sell the rights. Okay. And, um, he finally decided he wanted to sell the rights in 2011.
1: Mm, So you think he sold the rights and then they were like, hell yeah, time to make this cash money grow.
0: Yeah, I think basically, I think, because 2011 is the time that he was doing the, um, it, it was kind of tapering off. Or he had, what, come back, and then he was writing, I think, what would be for him the end of the series.
1: Well, and also, uh production life... Um... Yeah,
0: it takes five years, especially to make something like that. You gotta do uh, casting. Animation. Yeah, so, because he, he hadn't... There was a gap between 2006 and 2012, so for those six years, and five years into it, they reached out and said, he's ready to actually, you know, sell the rights to this. So they, um... In 2011, he said he wanted to. DreamWorks won the rights in an auction. Uh, 2013, they announced the writer and
1: director. Uh, I'm sorry, hold on. Uh, Did you miss the part of this Wikipedia article where it says that DreamWorks convinced him to sell the rights by inviting him to get a tour around the studio where everyone wore their underpants over their trousers? It made him laugh. Yeah. I mean... (laughs)
0: Can you imagine getting that email, like, at the end of the day? Just be like, hey guys, tomorrow, um, Dave Pilkey's coming in, so... uh, Just stop by my office in the morning, we're gonna be handing out oversized tidy whities
1: Do you think that, um... Do you think that was a thing that everybody was on board with? Like, do you think... The employees were like hell yeah this rules i can't wait to work on the captain underpants film i'm so excited to wear underwear over my trousers or how many of them you think were like god fuck i really need this job because they don't nobody works as illustrators anymore <laughs> and i'm gonna Should get I just fired quit and if become
0: I don't... a meme maker
1: yeah it's like i'm gonna get fired if i don't wear my underpants over my pants um,
0: honestly, I think
1: I I don't know. I'm
0: biased. If it were me, I'd be psyched. Also, I think if you work know. at DreamWorks, like that seems like a good job. Mm. They probably got like Depends. they probably got full size statues of Shrek in like every building. Uh, that's true. They
1: probably do have
0: that. Whenever you feel whenever you're having a bad day at work, you could just go eat lunch in front of the Shrek and just reflect on like. The work that you're doing is important.
1: Uh, you think you think they let anybody who's doing the actual animation work at DreamWorks, A, into the building, and B, C, Shrek?
0: Um, Not the real Shrek, but I think the mandatory, I think the 12-foot-tall the Shrek statue that that uh, <laughs> is in the lobby way of every single building, yeah.
1: I think more likely they're trapped in the basement, and they're forced to work long hours by the real Shrek who is is a lot more monstrous like is more more akin to the stories that are told about the ogre um, the I don't think they let film. the
0: real Shrek out of the basement anymore and I don't think they let the animators in that room I think they threaten to put the animators in that room
1: that's like the, the big threat is like you better get your work done by you know end of day Friday or else we're gonna take you down to the Shrek, Shrek basement I think so I mean, okay. I
0: think, I I think working at DreamWorks is probably an all right job. Do you think it would be? I think it's better than any job I've ever worked by far.
1: That's probably true.
0: I don't know if they it's, do other
1: stuff. What do you mean? DreamWorks, so they because it is DreamWorks Animation, but there's also. Um there was okay, it was part of DreamWorks Pictures but got spun off in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Which has a campus in Glendale and it does have satellite studios in India and China. So um their most recent thing is the uh boss the, baby the show. boss baby. The boss baby. Two
0: seasons um, of the Oh, and Trolls, Trolls World, world Tour.
1: Uh, that's on like the streaming now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the, they're the it. The Roy- five McElroy new Roy
0: DreamWorks products. Animation shows were announced for Hulu and NBC Universal's new video streaming service Peacock. So Peacock's got that, they got that sweet sweet Peacock
1: money. Man, uh, the uh, CBS All Access or whatever just decided like announced that they're changing their name to Paramount Plus. <laughs> Because we we live in hell, and yeah. every every studio is going to have their own streaming service where you can watch. I don't know. I saw screenshots of the the Wanda Scarlet Witch Vision Disney oh, yeah, show, yeah. and it looks not great. What looks bad about it? Um, it just I don't like. The screenshots, but I think it's also partially they're leaning into doing a sort of, like, kind of goofy, uh I love Lucy f- feel in the screenshots that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and that which sounds don't bad know. to you? I don't know what the overall plot of that show is. Like, I don't know what the premise of that show is. Because if it's, like, a Doom Patrol-style thing, mm-hmm where it's like, oh, it's kind of funny and goofy and there's reasons for, like, why why... They're trapped in a I love Lucy pilot episode or whatever it's like cool, sure put them in that um or if it's just maybe it's just a uh it's not actually from the show itself and it's it's purely PR photos I don't know I just I just saw it going around Twitter well
0: I mean I, the entire thing I've heard that they're playing with in that is like her powers can alter reality or at least the perception that's of reality. True. So I've heard part of it is that it is kind of a Doom Patrol thing, where like it's her coping with the fact that Vision's uh, dead, and dead? so she's created okay, like. Okay, so a,
1: we're, you're kind of getting like a House M,
0: then. Sure. That she, I don't know what that is, but she's created How, this House kind of fantasy House, world for herself.
1: Yeah, House of M is where the Scarlet Witch basically recreates the world, um, because her okay. yeah, I think that's children what doing. die or something. I think, oh, I I think
0: that. that's what they're leaning into. Um, the interesting okay. thing about Marvel going forward is that, like, they've already done the big things, so the only two places they have to go now are, like, the cosmic stuff, the weird stuff, and the space stuff.
1: And the problem with those things is that that is expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing that is fine about that is that it's a Marvel thing. That's true. Well, like, the two things we have coming are, um... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which um, Sam Raimi's directing, so there's a big thing that we're going to get, like, a tease of a live action into the Spider-Verse. And then um, the Flashpoint movie, where it's acknowledged that, like, Michael Keaton's
1: coming back as Batman. All right. The, I need you to acknowledge that Batman is DC. I, yeah,
0: but I mean culturally the point we're getting to in like comic book movies because we're past peak comic book movie
1: right we we can't do the spectacle anymore especially we've done avengers
0: assemble we've done um batman 24 times yeah um it's they they got to get weirder as it kind of tapers out and i think if they do do similar with
1: like Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Like, like Star Wars is going to move in that direction for a good chunk of its things, where I think it's going to try to... Man... Sell, or at least the TV shows are going to...
0: I don't think anyone knows what direction to take Star Wars in from here, and I think the Mandalorian's the thing that's proven the most successful, and, um... There's going to be five million Baby Yodas. Dave Filoni's crazy. Well, the the whole thing about Baby Yoda is that Baby Yoda might tie into the uh, whole revived Palpatine thing.
1: Are you saying that, uh, that Palpatine is a clone of Baby Yoda?
0: Well, then they're supposed to be sucking the Force energy from the Baby Yodas to, like, keep Palpatine alive. Oh my
1: yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, sure. No, that's good. Fuck but, it. Yeah. But then the other I wanna, thing, that... I want to see that baby Yoda like pop like a grape. I, I, I want, I want, I want like an old, like wizened Palpatine mm-hmm. dying, like on a deathbed. <clears throat> Pick up that baby Yoda and just like squeeze him over his open mouth and drink that juice, and then like watch as his muscles regrow. Um, or and it, like the fluid flows back into his body and he starts to get a little bit more alive.
0: Well, so that's, that's, did you watch the trailer for the Mandalorian season two? You haven't watched no, the I Mandalorian, never, right?
1: I haven't finished. I haven't finished Mandalorian.
0: Um, so they're introducing Jedi again, like a rogue sect of Jedi because the, uh, like matriarch of the Mandalorian group tells, um, the Mandalorian the main character that he needs to reunite baby Yoda with the Jedi and s- says like there are stories of um a cult of sorcerers fighting against um like the old Mandalorians and he's like okay. you want me to take this child to a group of um enemy sorcerers and she's like that's where he belongs and so that's when they're getting what? into to Give like the
1: baby to the wizards, yeah. Y-
0: yeah, so that's where they're getting into like some of the loose ends that they've left from um the like T V shows that I don't know at all. But they're okay. basically building kind of like a backdoor canon to Star Wars, like a backdoor sequel trilogy of just building out the lore piece by piece from what they already have, since the sequel trilogy was kind of like I don't know, there's not a lot of places to take that. It wasn't um what a lot of people wanted from Star Wars movies, where this new shit.
1: Nobody know. The thing is, is nobody knows what they want from Star Wars. Yeah, because because well, the, the fan, this, the fan base, is equally people who want tales from Jabba's palace, and people who want what What if the Avengers? But Star Wars.
0: And honestly, they should make all of it. Like Star Wars is just as we've talked about, just pulpy stories shot well, with like kind of funny characters um I don't know I think that could be good I also think they should um I know they're doing the Marvel what if series they should do that with Star Wars too like I I don't know sometimes I get frustrated that this is what culture is but
1: what about talking about multi-million dollar yeah properties like they your friends to bring it back to the parasocial thing,
0: exactly. And it's not that I think they're my friends. It's just that I want the people that get paid millions of dollars to do good creative stuff, make fun creative stuff that I like watching.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. Is like, but we're we're not interested in making fun creative stuff. We're 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 interested in getting a good ROI on the million dollars that you're investing into to make the Hulk the right shade of green, gray, or whatever. <laughs>
0: Well, the, uh, and that's what I think is cool about The Mandalorian. I genuinely enjoyed it, and it was shot fairly cheap because they kind of revolutionized a new technique of filmmaking for it, where instead of shooting in front of a green screen, they, um, project the backgrounds onto this screen, and the perspective is in sync with the position of the camera. So if you're standing there watching it, it looks very strange, but from the position of the camera, it looks like these environments really exist around the actors
1: see we do need to get back into the like visual trickery
0: yeah well and uh. you should look up the behind the scenes um mandalorian stuff cuz they really did like i've watched a few videos about it the methods they've come they've like built on stuff that other people have done but this kind of like rear it, it's it's really a um, modern evolution of rear projection which is how so many shots in like so many things used to get done
1: right well that's, that was the 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 classic like the airplane thing right that's, that's
0: how they do it. the rancor you can obviously see it's just like footage of a miniature that they're projecting behind Mark Hamill where he's like
1: Whoop. yeah and that's cool and like the reason that I the part of the reason that people were like, "Damn, I love this baby baby Yoda. I would kill 500 people to have my own baby Yoda." is cuz like the baby Yoda is real. It's like exactly. a real puppet. It's not a CGI thing that looks kind of like a, unnerving or whatever. Like it's a real physical thing and therefore like has like an inherent quality to it. Mhm. That I don't know. Like we're the thing about the uncanny Valley is it's the the better you are at recreating stuff like the weirder it looks and the worse it looks like you go back and watch Lord of the Rings and there's like a bunch there's like, not a bunch but there's like a, a number of CGI effects that mm-hmm. look not honestly not great Uh, in retrospect but like the movies are still fine and like it works in the film because it's, you know, it's very clearly CGI. Whereas, like, a modern thing, everything... So so much stuff is CGI that, like, nothing is real. I don't know. It's, it's a no, very bizarre...
0: I get what you're saying. It's time to make a live-action Captain Underpants.
1: Yeah. I mean, isn't that what Super 8 is or whatever the... That- that no, that is with,
0: definitely not what Super Eight is. Are you talking about not, Super? With Super Rain, the one Wilson? With Rain Wilson. No, yeah. that's very different. Is it different? Um, I don't. Does he? I yeah. don't,
1: I've never seen. I've never seen. I don't look at anything that has Rain Wilson in it. Okay. Honestly,
0: um, I liked Super. All right. Well, I haven't watched it since it came out. It's it's um. It was one of the first like dark comedy edgy takes on superheroes that i saw like rain wilson just um someone's mean to him in line and then he just like leaves the line walks to his car puts his suit on in front of everybody and then takes a hammer out of the back seat and just murders that guy with a hammer and the entire yeah. thing is that he's just like i it, like is like a a psychopath, a violent homicidal maniac that is uh acting out this hero fantasy, um, and he his like fiance or girlfriend gets his wife, um, leaves him to be with um Kevin Bacon, who is supposed to have her hooked on drugs and it just
1: The actor Kevin Bacon or A character Kevin played by Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Okay. It would be very weird if she like Left Nathan Fillion actually. is
0: in it, playing a riff on um, Bible Man. Is... Okay. I don't know. Uh, this, this is like this is... the thing that got him um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay.
1: See, I feel like this. that's the thing that... I mean, The Boys is really popular now. I haven't watched any of the new season of The Boys. Um, but that is also like superheroes are bad Mm -hmm. like they're not good um and it leans a little too much into the edginess of the like original comic book at times yeah um even though overall it's owned way the hell back because i read like synopses of the comic book and i'm like oh this is a little much
0: yeah i mean we're experiencing culture very fast now so from 2008 when iron man came out We've gone from like the 60s, or no, I guess, soup, uh, early. When did Spider Man come out? 2001. Yeah. 2000. So that would be like the 60s, and then Iron Man's like the 70s of comics. We're definitely in like the mid 90s of comics now, or maybe early 90s, where it's just like yeah. dark and edgy. When are we
1: going to get, yeah, Rob Layfield? I'm, I mean, bring back, uh, the butt rock soundtracks knock off knock for, off the what do you fucking knock, think
0: morbius and venom 2 is gonna uh, be yeah
1: man. exactly that's what i'm saying it's like because the thing is like the new dune trailer dropped and they're like "Ooh, it's pink floyd here's a oh it's a cl- epic classic rock cover of pink mm-hmm. floyd um and and so much of this like the whole thing with iron man is like oh he 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 listens to black sabbath he doesn't listen to black sabbath but he he's always flying around while black sabbath is playing yeah and, and it's like okay we get it like you like classic rock or whatever let's move on let's get some fucking real music in here like evanescence or fucking puddle of mud drowning pool man did you watch the dune trailer yeah it's um it's i'm born I don't know. It's probably going to be
0: fine. That's the thing. Like I know Dune is like supposed to be a great novel and is hugely influential, but I feel like it's that thing of it's already been done. Like it's already influenced so many things that are already like in the cultural consciousness. You can't make a Dune movie that stands on its own like in the wake of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, well, it's a thing where like the same way that like Lovecraft films or Lovecraft adaptations are kind of rough to watch. I mean, I think *Color Out of Space* is good, mm-hmm. um, because of the way that, like, the way that it leaned into it. But in general, like, you can't go back and do. It's hard to do those adaptations because everybody watching it now is like, "Oh, they're just doing that thing from this thing, which actually was inspired by the original thing." Mm-hmm. Um, and *Dune* is a very weird thing because the, the the original movie the David Lynch film, um it's not good. It's not um, good, but it's so interesting. I and, and it and it looks cool. That's the thing. Like like I remember watching that and like every shot, like whenever there's a big like establishing shot, you're just like damn. And and it does have that thing that like like in the original Star Wars trilogy, whatever they, they establish like a location, mm-hmm. you're like Hell yeah, this is a place. Like, I could be in this place.
0: And we may have talked about this, but what I think is really fascinating about Dune is that um, Dune feels like the first sci-fi movie to come out after Star Wars that just completely ignored Star Wars. Like, it feels like it's borrowing and based way more in, like, all of the sci-fi movies that came out right before Star Wars. You know, like that kind of early and mid-70s sci-fi. But with better production techniques. Um, And I love that. I love that, like, it... Everything else was trying so hard to be Star Wars. And Dune... David Lynch's Dune refuses to be Star Wars. It's also a terrible movie. Because I don't think David Lynch really understood the source material. And more so, I think the studio got super involved. And then made him change a bunch of stuff. So the movie just comes off as... Really like,
1: yeah. He doesn't cut, like it. Right? Chopped like, together. The, he's he's disowned it, right? Because of the studio involvement, mm-hmm. is that correct?
0: I think I think it was after that he like decided he would never do another studio film again. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I I just I think of like those shots of the original Dune, and I I look at that trailer, which is extremely desaturated. Um Or not desaturated But like Has muted colors And shit Um And and like They're on a desert planet But like I don't know You You I can see why You would maybe want The world to feel So colorless So Because so that the like The color of the eyes At when you You know You take the spice Or whatever Your eyes turn Bright blue mm-hmm. Um like as a a contrast to that um but it winds up just looking like I don't know I I I think we're just it's and it's not Dune's fault or like this is the thing I was talking about in like a Twitter DM it's like it's not Dune's fault that like just every sci-fi film except for like things that are very much aping Blade Runner are just like what if it, what if muted colors everywhere mhm um and a lot of that is because like most of them are obsessed with depicting a dystopia of a dying world and what better way to do that than have muted colors and like browns and, gr- and grays and stuff um but i don't know i'm i guess i'm interested to see it i'm i'm here for the worm I really hope that it does well enough that they the studio has to sit back and be like, okay, well, fuck, we want to do the sequels, but how? Yeah. Because those books get weird. Those books involve like human on sandworm relations and 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 a, a god emperor, uh, and and all this other very bizarre, weird shit that I'm like, please try to adapt it. I, feel I like, want it. I, feel I, feel like like I they want it. To... No, they won't. They won't. They they'll do the Dune. It might be. They might do. Tune. Dune
0: like, is still doing.
1: Dune, Dune. Yeah. But I don't think they're gonna get. They're they're not gonna try to do the thing where like because like Dune is a series about the Atreides family. Hmm. Um. Like. Paul Atreides is not the character the main character throughout the entire series because it is involves his like sons and his offspring or whatever. Um And I don't think they're gonna do that. Because in general I don't know. Especially with Star Wars, like that's they tried to fall back on that, right? Of like we could do a thing with new characters and unrelated, but we're going to fall back on... Actually, they're all related, and this is all... It's the Skywalker saga.
0: I don't think they um, tried even for one second to get away from that.
1: I don't know. It, it seemed like for... Maybe... Maybe the, the, first, the first draft
0: film. of The Force Awakens
1: i don't know with the force awakens it felt the, like
0: okay here's the entire plot of the force awakens is where's luke skywalker whenever luke skywalker isn't on scene everyone should be asking <laughs> where yeah, is luke skywalker that's
1: true i forgot he's in that first film i've, yeah, I've never watched the that
0: film it's bad the opening crawl of the movie is luke skywalker is missing let's follow some characters as they find out where's luke skywalker
1: Okay, but the point is that they could have taken it in a different direction. They, they could, could have, have just introduced it. They could have done that, and they didn't. No, they could have. What are you thinking? Well, they could have, they could have done a different thing. I mean, uh, that's what they're going to try to do with the Republic trilogy or whatever. I think that's
0: what George Lucas wanted to do. I think, um, from what I understand of um, George Lucas' original idea of the sequel trilogy, Luke would show up as a teacher character. Um, but would not be the main focus of the movie by any means. Um, Also, I had that in his original um, idea, the Emperor came back, so for what that's worth. um, Palpatine's the best character in Star Wars, that's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe the future Star Wars stuff would be good. Hey, you know what I was
1: thinking about that would have rocked? Um if sandworms were in Star Wars. No, I was, th-
0: I was thinking of... people um, fucked them. When, when Michael Eisner left um, Disney as CEO and Bob Iger took over, um, if, rather than Michael Eisner stepping down as kind of like a final move to keep his position after a series of uh, disappointing ventures within, you know, that he led within the Disney company, um if he had hit up his old buddy George Lucas, um... That he knew from the Captain EO days. And... After the lukewarm success of... Um... Or... Uh, after Revenge of the Sith. If Michael Eisner had called up George Lucas and was like... Hey... Do, do, stop. Stop with your... T- <laughs> You're cursing me. If, um... It,
1: oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hey yeah, you I'm, just
0: you moved my cursor. I forgot no, that it does. It. I thought
1: I thought I thought you were saying that Michael Eisner is contacting George Lucas no. and is saying stop with the cursor. No, I the was just thinking me.
0: if in like 2005 if Michael Eisner you. had had reached out to George Lucas and got George Lucas to sell um Lucasfilm to Disney at that point in time.
1: They should just here's what they should do. Fuck everything else. Just adapt all those 90s LucasArts adventure games. My, uh,
0: genuinely, what I was thinking was if that had happened in 2005, then um, Star Wars would have been the big franchise to take over instead of the MCU. That um, They probably would have looked at what movies were popular that year and what directors seemed promising. And the top movies of 2005 were... Um,
1: and this Daredevil. Is, well was we... like two thousand three or four yeah was that a popular movie um it was definitely the best movie that came out that year for sure uh two thousand three that's when that film came out films released in two thousand three why well, are you looking to two thousand three let's see how the Daredevil came out
0: okay well, you uh, Bruce Almighty Daredevils?
1: I'm saying that Daredevil was the best movie that came out in 2003. 2003? Yeah, Return of the King. Uh, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl did come out in 2003. Well, Don't anyway, I...
0: you look at your 2005 movies, especially things that could feature in space. And I think you have a few obvious options for directors. Because J.J. Abrams was like the hot shit, especially after Super 8 came out. And, and then he did Star Trek. And him doing Star Trek was kind of the natural setup for him to do Star Wars, which he shouldn't have done. And he shouldn't have done uh, Star Trek either. Um, but your obvious choices are... Um, You try and get Christopher Nolan after Batman Begins, you're not going to get him. You try and get Peter Jackson after King Kong, but he just did uh, Lord of the Rings, and I think he's exhausted from that. He doesn't want to do it. Maybe they reach out to Joss Whedon after Serenity comes out, but let's hope he's busy. I think what they wind up doing is they see a little movie, surprisingly artistic, based on a board game, Zathura, and they reach out to the director of that, who is the same guy. Who directed um, 2008's Iron Man?
1: Okay, but they could have gone in a different direction because no- Noroi the Curse came out. and the Curse, mm-hmm. the the Japanese horror film, and they could have just gotten that guy. Who li- who is that director? Um, I forget the director. Hold on, give me a second. Uh, that director is Koji uh, Shiraishi. Okay uh, sure I'm that's just saying, great found I think footage.
0: I think we're one phone call in the past away from um getting a Star Wars episode what seven in two thousand eight directed by Jean Favreau that basically just has the entire cast of Iron Man but in Star Wars
1: they and they would have arrived at uh Brian uh Ryan Johnson as well because brick came out in two thousand five mm-hmm
0: and maybe Jean Favreau and Ryan Johnson would have worked better together
1: but Oh man, we uh, let me hit you with this. Mm-hmm. What if Kurt Russell was in Star Wars? Dang. Because, because he would have been coming off of Sky High. Yeah, and well, imagine him as imagine him as like the Obi Wan.
0: Well, I'm looking at the Iron Man cast because I'm thinking um, around this time, Jon Favreau gets to choose whoever he wants. So we get Robert Downey Jr. as a Han Solo type, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, we get Paul Bettany as the villain. He's obviously an imperial figure and then we get uh, 2008 Iron Man's iron Mogger, Jeff bridges so Jeff bridges is kind of a obi wan type would be very good
1: he could be an obi-wan type I see him more as uh also a Han solo type I n- no I was actually thinking more of like uh more like a a Watto or like a Jabba oh. type okay like like a like a not a major Character, mm-hmm. but is like a, a a large bit role, um, on like a planet that they visit. Like he he runs a he runs a, a like cantina, like a mazcanada, yeah, Je- like Jeff Bridges' can- cantina. Jeff Bridges'
0: cantina. Uh, shoot me into space because I want to go to Jeff Bridges' cantina. All right, we're we're kind of we've lost the thread from Captain <laughs> Underpants. Lost, I,
1: I don't remember what we're talking about. So, yeah, we should wrap up. Um, what musical are we doing next week? Um, that's a good question. I've got a bunch of them. Let me hit you with uh, some of the musicals that I've got. But it's real quick, just a taste of the the musical uh, adaptations that we could we could dive into. I'm eagerly I'm gonna, awaiting. I'm sorry, I got to open up the thing. All right, Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, Into the Woods, Singing in the Rain. Uh, Chicago uh, The Music Man uh, And that's it Those are what okay. I have down there. Let's do The Music Man You wanna do Music Man? I'd like to do The Music Man Okay There was something that I was gonna pitch At one point Cause I'm like Well this is kind of a musical um, uh, Like Shri- Phantom Shri- of the Paradise Shri- The musical no, Yeah we that... should do We should do Phantom of the Paradise but... Cause I feel like, like that, get, that gets us a Phantom of the Opera kind of thing uh, but mostly I want an excuse to watch that movie again because that movie rules plus it, plus it has a whole thing of like here's music throughout the years so, so next week musical man
0: musical man we'll be the music man who music's the music man All right, you got anything you want to plug, Paul?
1: Um, keep your... No, not yet. Next week. Next week. Big news next week.
0: Go to themethepodcast.com. Check us out on patreon.com slash Um, We'll be streaming some video games this coming Saturday. Um... probably continuing with Paradise Killer. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Think the podcast on both of them. Um, To keep an eye on what we're doing. And until next time, don't think too hard without us. Bye, everybody. Bye.